Hello and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian and I'm joined this evening by Frank and Austin. Frank, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? Um, surviving right now. Uh, uh, I was telling you right before we started recording, if the power goes out, I apologize. We'll um, finish recording at a later date. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of thunder and lightning happening out, outside my house right now. So... <clears throat> Uh, I didn't think it was that bad until about 20 minutes ago, and I opened the back door uh, and had to close it quickly because it was raining in the house. Like, oh. It was raining sideways <laughs> outside. Yeah, man. We So we, we don't have any rain expected tonight. Um, I don't believe until later in the evening. But I really hope it's just going to come as rain because <clears throat> what's happening north? I, Willem just had like tornado warnings in Tulsa. Yep. Um, it's fucking November. Like, what is going on? This is like, yeah, insanity. In any case, yeah. Irregardless, if you will, irregardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just, just irregardless. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, are you? I just opened something. Uh, relatively special. Uh, uh, I know you. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you are also drinking something this evening. Yeah. So, um, just again, gonna go with good old tried and true. Oh, so it's, it's a good daily driver. This one. Oh, wait, that's not. That's uh, just a. That's a DDH. The full Nelson. Yeah, full Nelson. Okay. From Tups. From Tups. All yeah. right. A fantastic beer. For the oh. price, can't be beat. Nelson is my favorite hop. So, yeah. have you had this one? No, I have not. Mm. Dude, it's like I don't know how to describe. It's like it's like an IPA, not too bitter though. It's got the nice kind of lactic fermentation stuff that you get with your your hazy IPAs, and it's just it's really good. It's a really good beer wouldn't be lactic but yes i get it yes it's that nice like smooth uh not not harsh not bitter yeah uh, what is that milky that milkiness i didn't want to say milky no it's but it's like it's just adjuncts in the beer it's okay oats because that that part can sometimes be really off-putting but in this one it's like well if the beer is balanced it's good i was gonna say if the beer is thin or uh if the beer is uh lighter bodied then yeah that Mm -hmm. that um the slickness that you get off of the 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 higher viscosity of, uh, of the liquid can be kind of off-putting when balanced with lower alcohol and higher hops, especially uh, some hop burn that you get in the, that's common in that style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a good balance. I assume that it's like what? 7%, 6.5% ABV. Mm-hmm. It, no, it, this one clocks in at eight. There you go. So that helps. It's a higher. That helps as well. Cause uh, they're dad, not dad's juice, but they're just juice pack. Yeah. Um, is lower in ABV and it gives it gives me some of that that you're talking about. Like it's a little thin, it's a little like eh, it's a little off putting, but it's mm-hmm. a, it's good in its own right. Um, speaking yeah. of off putting, 
Um, I we talked about uh, sort of signals as Frank. What are you doing? Are you sending more? I'm sending out an SOS to the world. Oh fuck me! Sting sending out an SOS. Okay, he, he's message fl- in a bottle. He's flashing his lights like he's trying to get his neighbor's attention across the <laughs> the cul-de-sac there. Uh, no, so, yeah, that's what we do. So people come line up at the window and make sure that you're all you're all taken care of. I um, just make sure we're doing it right. Ah, so last week we talked, it, to, and I mean it. I mean it. Yeah, of course. Last week we talked to <laughs> that boy Troy, and uh, he mentioned how he was living over in Garland, and I brought up how close he was to Lakewood Brewing. That's it's you know Garland's a great place. They don't even have to decorate for Christmas. Anyway, so Lakewood Brewing, you bastard. So uh, Lakewood <laughs> does an anniversary beer every year. It's called Lion's Share. Um, just, I'm going to be honest, it's weird because there's no connection to Lions at any point in time to um, this branding it's... other than the um, possession of Lion's Share. Because, see, it's an anniversary beer, and that's what they branded it nine years ago, and they just stuck with it. So why not? We can't change things. Anyway. You're not allowed to. No. Shan't be allowed. So this is the ninth iteration of uh, Lion's Share for their ninth anniversary. And every year they do a different style of beer. Uh, I remember the first one I tried, I think, was the third anniversary, or maybe the second anniversary. And it was like this uh, uh, some sort of goza. And it was mm-hmm. it was good. Uh, it was also very rare that uh, local breweries were doing gozas down here. I was like, "This is pretty sweet." It was awesome. And the next year, it was some wild ass beer and a Doppelsticker, I think, or some shit like this. Some weird, weird ass, usually high ABV beers is what it ends up being. Uh, anyway, so this year's is a Belgian Golden Strong aged in Napa Valley Cabernet barrels. Okay. okay. And when I show you this beer, you know, Belgian Golden Strong, uh, like key style, like the key brand for this style of beer is Duvel. And like just supposed to be bright, highly, highly carbonated and like super dry. Mm -hmm. So this is the beer that I have that is like, I'm going to say, what would you call that? Like a ruddy gold like it's you know yeah it's kind of it's it actually kind of looks like uh Kieran's it's it's dar- it's darker than it should be there's almost no okay. carbonation in there which doesn't oh so it, do you think that that cap was a little no. not sealed well no i think uh lakewood uh had their issues with some overcarbonated beers in the past and they have been gun shy that is literal and figurative uh naming for what happened with some of their beers. It's weird though. Like right. Belgian beer should be for mm-hmm. the most part, pretty highly carbonated. That's what they're known for. Unless um, the farmhouse ones, right? The farmhouse ones aren't quite so high. Oh no, no, no. Those are as well. Those are supposed they to are? be highly carbonated. Okay. Uh, so then what happens with the prairie farmhouse? Cause that one's kind of tends to be flat at times. I don't know. I haven't had far- a prairie farmhouse in such a long time. And mm-hmm. they had a lot of problems with their bottles. Um, you know, blowing up because the distributors didn't cold store, uh, those beers at all. So yeah, they had their own issues, but so this thing, besides being not carbonated or very, very, very lightly carbonated, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just sweet. It's kind of a sweet ass mess. It smells like uh, um, old candy, like candy that you like leave in the car and you like rock. Candy. Oh, that's like, unfortunate. Old, old like uh, like hard candies, like old Werthers or some shit. Where just, so do you think that beer got hot? No, no, no. I don't think it got hot. I think what they did was they barrel-aged a beer that sh- probably shouldn't be barrel-aged. Because it also mm-hmm. tastes oxidized and like wine. Which, I mean, cool. Shouldn't, uh, yeah. All those things are accurate. They're definitely in the beer. Uh, but together, they don't really make a... Uh, I wouldn't want to call this my anniversary beer. Much like I don't want to call... This our holiday T-shirt that you can find on our Teespring store for the last week only because I'm taking this motherfucker down. Okay, um, if you want something that Brian is not a hundred percent satisfied with, go buy it now, or you can just wait until the spring collection comes out. Which the spring collection is gonna I, be dope. That's what I'm calling it is the spring collection. So. Yeah. Now, uh, I I, I want to call out that this is probably not the best beer that Lakewood has ever done. Definitely not their best anniversary beer that they've ever done. And others of us have made mistakes as well. So can we can we just quickly address the Teespring store coming down? Are we taking down everything or leaving up the holiday sweaters? Uh, we'll we can leave up the holiday sweaters. I don't know, man. I tried to take down shit that's still up there on the site. So Lord mm-hmm. only knows if I can actually take something down from the Teespring store. <laughs> okay, who Fair knows? <laughs> who know? Who knows? Um, I can leave the holiday long sleeve stuff up there for a while. Um, but yeah, let's leave that through Black Friday. Oh, um, I'm, I need to order some. Okay. Uh, I just haven't done it yet. No guarantee whether they'll show up before Christmas. I'm just going to give you no, a I'm, I'm going to order mine this week. Okay. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, because what the lead time on the shirts was like two and a half weeks. Yeah, it takes, it, yeah, it takes, it takes a while. But I mean, I guess they're probably also not like, you know, just cranking custom t-shirts out every day yep. for like one-offs. <laughs> yeah, the three No Beer Left Behind shirts they've printed. Um, you don't have to give out exact inventory numbers, Frank. <laughs> so, okay, so... That that beer, right? Like you said something, and I think it was it was nice. I understand it's in your area. Um, I have been very disappointed with Lakewood for quite some time, mm-hmm. especially their temptress beers. So it is difficult. I did see that beer in specs the other day, and because I've never seen that label, right? I just. Didn't even know they made that beer. And then as soon as I saw it was Lakewood, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not risking it. Like, I've got $12 to spend on something else. Um, I don't know. I just don't, I don't trust them anymore. It's been, it's kind of like Prairie. I don't trust Prairie anymore either. It's, it's too, it's too expensive to take the risk and then throw, not throw away, but then not enjoy the six beers you bought, you know? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, this one, I kind of knew what I was getting into. It is, it's in a different size package. So for those of you who don't know, it's actually kind of, I actually like this approach to, um, to anniversary beers or special beers. Uh, Lakewood sticks with bottles. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that, whatever. But they do two bottles in a package and 24 ounces uh, of, of the liquid. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with paying like twelve ninety nine for two beers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, uh, RAR does something similar. They do two cans in a, like a, it looks like a, a square Pringles can is essentially what it boils down to. Um, there's two 12 ounce cans of beer in there. Pretty cool. Like, or I'm sorry, I misspoke. I said RAR, 16. uh, uh, Martin house. They okay. do their, their limited release beers in like two, 
two 12 ounce can boxes. I'm, that's fucking awesome. I love that package. I uh, love that uh, offering to the customer. It's great. Um, but make beer good. That's all I got to say. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I didn't, I don't have an issue with paying the 12 bucks. It's the inconsistency for the 12. Yeah. That has put me off of Lakewood. So it's, I, I need to have kind of similar to Tups in the past where it took me telling you four or five times, like you should try this again. I need, I would need Lakewood to perform before I go, you know, someone else can try it and tell me it's good <laughs> before right. I go back. <laughs> well, I mean, I can report Troy did say that Temptress on draft was life changing for him. Okay. Uh, which is great. And he had it out at a bar. It wasn't from, you know, wasn't at the brewery. Um, so it, there is good Temptress out there. I, from what, to go find it. <laughs> what I've heard, it's not in Austin. Uh, so that's a problem. But yeah. yeah, no, it's, it is disappointing, especially when you have, like we've talked about it time and time again, when you have somebody who comes from out of town and they're like, Hey, what's good here? And you give them, whether it's a restaurant uh, suggestion or a beer suggestion and they try it and they're like, well, the waiter was high on meth and uh, <laughs> was just not a good experience when they brought out my burnt food or my uncooked chicken. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, fuck. You're, you get kind of embarrassed because you put your word out there as like, hey, no, this is a good suggestion. If you're going to only if you're going to spend, you know, here in Dallas, at least it's like if you've got a DFW layover, like and you're stuck in the airport, like what beer should I try at the airport? Mm-hmm. And like, well, what's good local here? And you're like, oh, you give them a couple suggestions. All of them suck. You look like a real asshole because you're like, cool. I just I spent thirty five dollars on two beers at the airport. Thank you. And they both sucked. Really, really appreciate that. So I don't know. It, yeah. it, it bums me out that uh, there is a consistency problem. Yeah, consistency is all you got. Oh. That's all you got. Well, I'm gonna choke this down because it's a it's an eleven percent beer. Oh, good. Yeah. So at that that color at eleven percent, huh? It's uh well, and that's the thing. Like Belgian Golden Strongs should be a little higher in alcohol, but the carbonation in those beers like makes it drink a little easier usually. But because there is little to no carbonation in here, it is like drinking maple syrup because it's got about that <laughs> sweetness where you're like, oh, it's not like uh. It's not like Mrs. Buttersworth sweetness, you know what I mean? Like it's yep. there's some there's something else in there other than just straight sugar, but not much. Anyway, not, not a lot more. Yeah, uh, shit. Fair enough. Frank, so, um, what's up? I was gonna say, do you remember a long time ago last week when I was I got pissed because I forgot what I was going to talk about on the cast, and then yeah, I, you had a topic and then forgot and then remembered like seven days later at seven o'clock in the morning. I woke up and remembered <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, and you've never forgotten it again. I haven't forgotten it, and I made sure it didn't. It's forever memorialized on my phone because I <laughs> then added it to the notes app there. Uh, you guys, you remember Papa John, right? Uh, the inward dropping yes. CEO of the pizza magnate or whatever. Okay. The big donor to Louisville university of Louisville. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> I, every now and then I, I check up on the guy and just see how he's doing because he looks like yeah, a, what's Papa pizza up to? a sweaty, a sweaty mess. A hundred percent of the he time does. turns it out. It does look like he drinks about a bottle of whiskey a night. 
and a thimble of water a month because he's just yeah. like, just drink more water, sir. You can drink all the whiskey you want and eat all the Papa John's you want because he still is. Uh, he famously mentioned a couple of months ago that he sampled about 800 pizzas from Papa John's in the 18 months that he had le- since he had left the company. Okay. Why? He is obsessed with the quality of Papa John's pizza, and he is convinced that the quality of pizza from Papa John's has taken a shit. Years ago. Well, here's the deal. I bring this up. Domino's is so far and away superior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. There is a pizza out there, my friend, that is... I'm going to say, when I ordered it, I felt like a piece of shit. When I got done eating it... Hold on. Are you talking about the chicken nuggets that are in the crust? No, no, no. No, that's 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 okay. science. You're not talking gimmicky. That's okay, science. Fair. That's science gone too far, but hold your breath on the gimmicky thing for just a second. <laughs> um, so <laughs> gimmicky is my second name. Gimmicky is, yeah, that's my maiden name. My married. Okay, no. Papadia. Did you order a Papadia? No, fuck no. Oh, you mean a calzone that they just called something different? Yeah. yeah no, that's dumb as well. Okay. Listen, g- give, I'm me, not, give me one more guess. I'm give not gonna I'm not gonna say that. I'm not going to say Papa was on to something here when he says that the quality has gone downhill, okay? Now, the quality of names and the marketing behind some of this shit, yes, it's slacking a bit. And honestly, there is a picture of uh, Papa John's Pizza on their website that's like, you know, got a, you go to their menu and it shows you what the pizza looks like. Mrs. Brian mm-hmm. saw it and was so disgusted by it. She was like, I don't even know what the fuck, what is even this is basically what she said. It is, let me see if I can find it. Because it. she brings up a great point. The angle in which the picture is taken, you can't tell what the fuck you're looking at. But you just know that nothing on it looks good. Okay, I'm going to share my screen with okay. you. Actually, I'm going to try to enhance over here. So, gonna... so you ordered pizza from Papa John's. I ordered pizza. I ordered pizza from Papa John's. This is over a month ago at this point. Okay. You should be ashamed uh, of yourself. But, uh, well, okay. I had a gift card, so, you know. I <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah, Not my money. Who yeah, not my, not my money. Uh, let's see. Okay. This is the pizza that Mrs. Brian was most concerned with, if it'll load. Okay. Take a guess what the fuck you're looking at. <laughs> I mean, I know how they make the string cheese whole uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. And that just looks like glue, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But look in between the glue slices as to and on the individual yeah, slice. Is this a a chicken and Canadian bacon? So you're way farther ahead than what I was because Alfredo Br- pizza. Mrs. Brian did this to me, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. That's barbecue chicken bacon pizza. Now, what? The fuck? What barbecue is on there? What? Yes. What did they look at a barbecue while they were drying the fuck out of the, while they were jerkifying this chicken? Like, <laughs> what the fuck happened here? So yeah, that's that is unfortunate. Yeah, it's not not good. Not even it's just bad all around. Now you mentioned something, and I don't know if you uh, looked ahead into what was in my future, but this is what I ordered, and this is what chain is a fucking game changer, okay? It is the extra cheesy Alfredo pizza, which yeah, it sounds like a problem on a on a pie, right? Well, okay, so no 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 meat. No meat. 
Alfredo sauce and cheese. Alfredo sauce and like eight different kinds of cheese. And then I don't know if you okay. saw the little the little selection that I made here. Oh my god, you got a stuffed crust. You goddamn right. Let me tell you, oh Frank. It was the best thing I have ever the best item from a pizza rest like a, a delivery fucking anything that has been delivered to my house. This was the fucking best. The best thing I've ever eaten. Oh my god. It I felt so bad after eating that pizza. It fucked my world up for like three days, but it was the best goddamn thing. Oh my God. Everybody also, everybody in the house did the same thing. They all looked at it. They're like, that's fucking gross. I'll have a slice. And they were like, hmm, there any more? And everybody was hooked. Any more of that pizza? They essentially take a jar of Newman's own Alfredo sauce, (laughs) just pour it on a fucking pizza crust, melt some bits of cheese on top of that and then roll the edge of the crust over some string cheese and they just throw it in the oven call it a day so what was the other pizza that you got then okay so oh yeah also i fucked up i ordered a large of this and a large Ooh, of okay. uh the other pizzas that i ordered um and i think i just ordered like ultimate pepperoni there's like three different kinds of pepperoni okay. that's all it's n- nothing fancy nothing wild i'll say this the quality of those other pizzas uh Actually, not as bad as I remember. Uh, okay, I, I had uh, I, we ordered Papa John's back for what you call it, um, Como se dice Super Bowl weekend, and okay. it, it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, but wasn't bad. The one this last time, obviously my <clears throat> my rating was skewed based on my love of that fucking Alfredo cheese nightmare. Um, but you know, I I, I still stand by Domino's. They still are the superior. Uh, fast delivery pizza joint. They mm-hmm. just, it just, they just are. Their new Brooklyn style um, crust. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I like, I like a good New York style crust where it's thin. You have a little bit of crisp edge on the old crust, uh, like on the hold on to part, and you can fold it up nice and eat it. I'm a big fan of that. Whatever fucking style crust that you ordered that one night that showed up at nine o'clock right as we were starting to cast, um, the pizza box that weighed like three pounds. That was yeah. also delicious, but that's again, that's like the extra cheesy Alfredo pizza. You only got one or two of those in you for your lifetime, so make them count. Like, well, yeah, it's- man, I I literally when I ordered that, I was like, okay, we're gonna make this free pizza count. Yeah, so I got the Chicago deep dish from Domino's with extra cheese and extra whatever. I think it, it, the whole thing plus delivery cost me two dollars. Yeah, uh, well, it fucking gave that, and then and then I tip. But yeah, it was like a two dollar and fifty cent pizza. It gave the delivery guy a workout too because he had to haul that behemoth from his car. I just car. like the fact that he showed up and you go, I didn't order pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, technically that was the second time. So I knew what was up the first time that guy almost got his ass kicked. Cause he's like, bing, 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 take this pizza. Yeah. <laughs> he was about to turn into a fucking comedy sketch where I was like, no, I'm not taking the pizza. And he's just shoving it in my face. <laughs> take the goddamn pizza. That so one, have you yeah. seen, there's a, there's a video going around of this, uh, <laughs> This guy in England, who um, he's uh, he answers the door, and the pizza guy from Domino's is there, and he goes, uh, "Hi," and the guy goes, uh, "Pizza de- delivery for," and then he said the name, and he goes, "I didn't order pizza," and then he goes, 
honey, did you order pizza? And then his little son, who you you can hear, is like maybe four, right? He goes, I did. <laughs> his dad goes, wait, you did? Oh, my God. How how much did he order? <laughs> the guy opens it up. This little dude ordered like four pizzas, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 40 some odd pounds worth of pizza <laughs> and uh then i goes shit okay i guess i have to take it and he goes oh you don't even worry he already paid so the kid <laughs> had gone on his dad's ipad <laughs> ordered pizzas and checked out <laughs> oh. and the pizza showed up and in the in the whole time that he was waiting for the pizza he didn't tell anybody well, Imagine of course that. why would you i mean because they're gonna get in trouble they're gonna call him and you're gonna stop pizzas you you wanted pizza clearly so dude that's so freaking funny dude i literally could not believe that the the little kid well i mean it's an ipad right so kids know how to use those bro um but you lock that app down do not save checkout information do you want to know something <laughs> terrifying frank okay so my six-year-old daughter uh, we're, we're watching TV in our living room and we have a, a, a Roku TV. So it's mm-hmm. the remotes, a Roku remote and all this other stuff. She looks at me and she goes, dad, can you search for Barbie stuff uh, for Barbie shows on Amazon? I go, I mean, yeah. Why? She's like, cause I know they're on there. I was like, Oh, okay. Did some friends at school tell you about it or what's going on? She's like, no, I looked yesterday on your TV in the bedroom and I found them, but I can't search on this TV. I go, what the fuck are you? How did you search on the other TV? Cause I mean like she's smart. Yeah. But like spelling and navigating a fucking QWERTY mm-hmm. key, a QWERTY on screen keyboard with a, with a four directional thumb pad. It's difficult. Okay. It's a little more difficult. And she was like, well, no, you don't have the talk feature. You know, I can't talk to this one. I go, What? So we have Roku. You didn't even know you could talk to the well, other TV. I did, but I didn't know that she knew how. So she figured out on our, our Roku TV in our bedroom, it's an it's not integrated. It's an old, old school box uh, plugged into the HDMI. Well, that remote has a little microphone button on there, and if you hold the microphone button down, you can talk into it, and it searches. Well... She had fucking. She was like, "Oh, I want to watch some Barbie." So she puts the old button. She talks into the into the remote, and sure as shit, because you know Alexa is integrated into Roku, uh, mm-hmm. it populated all the Amazon shows. Now, what's terrifying here, Frank, is that you and I both know that Amazon Prime Video not really the greatest thing in the world, but it does give no, you a lot of options of stuff that you want to watch on there. You have to pay for. Uh huh. Do you know whose payment information is saved on all my Amazon accounts? Because like it's Amazon. That's how it works. Yeah. Now Amazon, I, I apparently thought of fucking one thing. They didn't think about taking care of their workers or making sure that the people don't fucking die on the job. But, but they do the pin code. That well, no, they don't allow purchases for any children's apps. Any children's apps. So if you okay. It, so what's cool is like we have a we gave her an Amazon Fire tablet, like a kids tablet, mm-hmm. and it's got its own like kids space in there, so they can't get on the internet. They can go to YouTube, but it's YouTube Kids, and it's all fairly well locked down. Well, the other thing that it does, it doesn't allow you to buy anything from the kids section. You have mm-hmm. to take it to your parent, have them unlock it, and then buy everything on their side. Same goes for all of the purchases on the kids video account, which oh. I was 
super relieved about because every one of the movies that she wanted to watch was like nine ninety nine. I was like, you would have fucking started every one of these, you asshole. I know, I know what bankrupted this family. Yeah, you would have. I'll never financially recover from this. (laughs) Barbie Dreamhouse weekend took this fucking family out. (laughs) We're not even gonna be able to pay the water bill this month because you wanted to see what Colton and Kimmy did on their fucking horse riding adventures on Barbie bareback and beyond, which sounds way worse than it is. Is that really the name of an episode? No, but it could be. I'm also a writer. That would for be Barbie incredible. Man. Yeah, but no. Uh, see, that's the the beauty of of some kid apps uh, is that you can let them roam free. Now, if they figure no. out that adult password, you're SOL, my friend, because you're about to get you're about to get your shit rocked with Minecraft dollars spent and fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, right? Like the the. <clears throat> I know on Xbox or on video game systems in general, you have your password and then you have a pin code. Right. So, and the pin code is for every purchase. The passcode is just to get your account loaded. And I feel like that could lock it down pretty well. Right. Like, but I mean, um, it could until you're that parent who uses the same pin code to unlock your screen and unlock the all payment things because yeah. most people are like, Listen, I have enough room in my brain to memorize 90s uh, pop thing. songs, <laughs> lyrics, front to back, cover to cover, Eminem albums. I got that. But more than four numbers at a time throughout the day, fuck off. I can't do don't, that shit. Yeah, don't push me. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I have to deal with on a regular basis? I fucking can't do more than four letter, four numbers. That's funny. Oh, that is God. funny. Yeah, man. I, I'll say, like, that, that part is frightening because kids can go nuts i know christina's little brother did purchases on his dad's amazon and his dad only knew about it because the card he was using so all his cards have alerts for any time it gets swiped for more than i think 20 or 25 dollars or something and this little dude went and bought uh well checked out somewhere in the neighborhood of two thousand dollars worth of toys that he wanted whoa and luckily luckily every single thing he ordered was returnable to amazon except for like one toy damn so his her dad was like got out of a meeting called called his wife and was like i don't know what's going on but someone is ordering a ton of stuff off amazon and she goes to his room and the little dude's on the iPad like this and this and check out and this and check out. Oh, I can just see him as like his little legs crossed and his iPad yeah, rested like, on his oh, knees man, and he's just laid back All on the bed. going to show up. He's like doop doop licking his finger moving across the iPad like he's turning pages in a catalog. Doesn't even know what that is. He's just like, ah, Santa came early. Yeah. I'd never even seen a catalog. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what paper catalogs are, which Amazon's also fucking up for everybody because they send out their gift catalog, their gift guides every year, or at least they send them to us because we they know they fucking got us by the short hairs at this point. Uh, every like mid October, it just shows up and it's literally, you remember, did you ever like Black Friday? Uh, oh, yeah. Like, shop and like mark stuff in for Christmas like lists and stuff mm-hmm. yeah uh, they send out a giant toy catalog every year 
and every oh, like, big toy is on there. And I see it. The you kids gift card coming soon. Yep. And you know what? It's not bad. Um, cause the other cool thing is it's sourcing from all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you find a toy that's popular, like it's going to be at every like major store. And what's mm-hmm. nice is, uh, the kid will, you know, we gave, we gave her a handful of stickers. She puts them on the, the items that she likes and we make a little wish list off of that. But there's some shit that it's like, oh, cool. They don't put prices on anything because, you know, prices fluctuate so frequently on mm-hmm. Amazon. So you go to look it up and you're like, oh, shit, that fucking thing's $64. You can kiss my ass. You go look. Yeah, let me go over to Target and see what they've got. And it's like twenty nine ninety nine. I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel like a fucking baller. I'm going to buy two of these bitches because I know mm-hmm. one of them's going to break. So I'm like, oh, I'll buy two. It'll be fine. Uh, but you know, it's you're in 60 bucks anyways. Yeah. I'm in 60 one way or the other. I'm fucking going to do, you know, I'll, I'll go pick it up at the store and then maybe, maybe get a six pack for myself for my own troubles, you know, as a thank you to myself for being a good dad. I'm going to get fucked up on this deal. (laughs) So have you, have you, um, have you gotten her mag magnetiles yet? Magnetiles. No. Um, we are, um, magnets scare the fuck out of me. I'm not Charlie Day. Uh, magnets are not a hobby of mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just recently watched the a clip from that episode of It's Always Sunny when they set up Charlie on a dating app and they're asking him for hobbies. And he's like, magnets, like magnetism or <laughs> no, just magnets. No, just oh my magnets. God, I'm going to put snowboarding. Yeah, put snowboarding. Anyway, uh, no, I, magnets always scare the shit out of me when it comes to little kids. Uh, I just, just, yeah, re- I, do, I don't actually know if these have magnets in them. I'm trying to see, cause I also don't, I don't know. I think they're just called magnetiles because they have, they snap into place pretty easily. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. No, I just know they're fun. I've okay. played with them as an adult. And oh. They're pretty, they're pretty neat. <laughs> You're like, as an adult, I got great yeah, enjoyment out of them. Just, Oh, okay. That was really all. I just saw them. I saw them pop up, pop up on Amazon for their gift guide. Dude, they don't have the gift guide yet, but it's. Well, if you need to borrow one, I can send you ours. It is well worn, and we've already fucking (laughs) gone through that bastard several times. Yeah. All right, give me just a minute. No worries. Uh, we'll. I'll. I'll lead us into uh, what I'm drinking now, which is a wonderful, wonderful beer from Manhattan Project. Okay. Um, I think I might have talked about it a few episodes ago, uh, but Super Fortress, their triple hazy IPA, is absolutely fucking phenomenal. Um, very, very tasty. It's like the got a good balance of, of bitterness and uh, like classic, you know, hazy, juicy flavors, right? Well, <sighs> Manhattan Project brought out a new beer, I guess, a couple weeks ago. I bought it because it sounded interesting. And I wanted to try it. Comes in a six pack, five point four percent alcohol by volume. It is called Redgate. It is an amber lager, which those of you who are familiar with Manhattan Project, you know that an amber lager is not typically their style. Like it's just not. Um, I tried it. Absolutely loved it. Like w- w- seriously, one of my favorite beers that they've ever made. I think. Then I see on their social media, one of their social media pages that they mentioned, uh, it is their best-selling beer in their tap room. 
or their second best selling beer in their tap room. One of the two. Um, and knowing what beers they always have on tap, one of them being Half-Life, the other one being Double Half-Life, I would assume that, you know, after hearing that, that this beer's got to be fucking phenomenal if it's up there with those two. And sure as shit, that beer is just fucking delicious. And it falls into the model that we always talk about on this show, which is like finding styles that we like uh, finding breweries that make styles that we like. And this one is definitely one of them. So I'm, I, I can't say enough good things about this beer. Um, and it's one that I know that the, the, uh, fine folks on this podcast would also love Frank. I'm talking about uh red gate from Manhattan project. It oh, is, dude, any, anything Manhattan project I'll drink. It is a, an Amber lager, Frank. Mm. So fucking tasty. And I see you're pouring yourself uh, another beer this evening. Yeah. So this is, um, again, I know I've touted them before on the cast. Nobody on the cast listening to the cast will probably ever go except for Brian when he visits. But um, our beer cave at the convenience store down the street just has some really awesome finds sometimes. And this year's awesome find in the seasonal section. Um, I'm sure it won't be the last, but thus far for the seasonal beers is the uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year um, Anchor Brewing Ale. Mm-hmm. And it is the 2021 edition, Brian. That's what so. I was going to ask. I saw you pouring it and I was going to ask if you. Because I've been, I've been uh, fucking, I've been got before, and picked yeah. up last year's Christmas ale, um, and I, I got to be honest, not bad. I mean, like honestly, not not no, the worst beer. beer. This is a beer I could I could see if you kept this in a dark spot and just left it for a year, I'm sure it would be amazing next year. It has so much. I guess bodies, what I would say, it, like it, got, it has, it's got it a, has lot a lot going, going on. for it. Yeah. It's got a lot going mm-hmm. on in general and people who it's, it's funny. It's I, great. I used it's to, so good. I used to get confused with that beer and celebration from Sierra Nevada. Mm. And there was a, there was a year, apparently I was drinking heavily, um, that I got that beer, the Merry Christmas. Uh, what is, what, what's on the bottle is the actual name of the beer. And it's like 18 words long. It's like Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, Happy New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, that you know, whatever year that you're on there. I bought 2021. That, I bought that six pack, um, thinking it was celebration. At the time, okay. my father-in-law was actually like into IPAs and celebration. For those of you who have never had it before, is a fresh hopped IPA from Sierra Nevada using whole cone hops that they grow themselves, and it's just a fucking phenomenal beer every single year. It's great. Uh, and I bought Anchor, thinking that that was that. So when I pour out this dark, really complex, highly spiced with highly roasted malts uh, beer, he was like, what the fuck is this? My father-in-law didn't say fuck, but... He was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is happening? Uh, we both got pretty shithouse that, that Christmas. Um, it was pretty good times. Uh, we, yep. we polished off that six-pack, moved over into the prairie bo- the Christmas bombs that we had, and then finished off an eight-pack of Guinness between the two of us. So wow, we, we had a good night. It was a good night. So, so I'll say, um, 
last year's version I didn't taste, but apparently just based on some of the reviews, um, apparently a lot of people did not enjoy last year's because it was very coffee forward. Mm. Uh, this has no coffee in it. Yeah. It's it's super um, clean. Like it's it's a very I don't know. It's got a lot of flavor, but it's not. It doesn't. You know, like coffee can kind of add its own thing to it. Are you? I see your microphone's lit up, but it doesn't sound like your sound, your voice is coming from that microphone. Uh, it's turned. Sorry. Uh, okay. I was like, it sounds like you're yelling behind <laughs> you, and <laughs> yeah, it's, sorry. This thing has a like a <laughs> a front and a back. A f- yeah, but it, it it's got this setting where you can oh the three sixty. You, you can set the noise. Yeah barrier or whatever yeah okay in any case but yeah so highly recommend anchor 2021 merry christmas happy new year is good oh my god i accidentally typed in there's a beer called fistmas by the way oh that's fantastic i if by revolution out of chicago chicago so shit that's funny so um okay well that's that's good so uh Oh, Can we quickly reading. talk about the Oscar that this Rittenhouse piece of shit should be winning? <sighs> yeah, it's also on my notes app for this evening. Uh, yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. I I was <laughs> I was gonna start this podcast by just going. <laughs> yeah, I think the best the best video compilation I saw was definitely the one. If you were on Reddit today, you probably saw it too. But the dude, the part where he's like trying to cry, yeah. and <clears throat> it immediately cuts to the scene in uh, uh, Tropic Thunder where Ben Stiller is like crying, or mm-hmm. like he's starting to cry, and <laughs> what's his face just can't stop crying. He just <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is like got tears Robert Downey Jr. the guy his eyes, <laughs> and Ben Stiller is like, man, I can't do this with this guy. Like, I can't. What is he doing? Yeah, he's like. <laughs> Uh, been so like well I would it, the, the what you're talking about doesn't have it but it's one of my favorite lines in that movie where Ben Stiller's like I didn't know he's gonna cry so much he's just crying so hard I think maybe <laughs> maybe we we just rewrite the screen a little bit and Robert Downey Jr. goes rewrites we're in rewrites now all right and he gets up and just walks <laughs> off set my fucking I mean listen here's the deal <laughs> that's right at the moment. When the the fucking the, uh, the oh, big pirate mother, technique is about to go mother off. Mother Nature just pissed her pantsuit and he blows up all the <laughs> napalm. Jack Black is hanging from the helicopter by his belt. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, now, I just want to say this. Tropic Thunder, problematic at best. It <laughs> Absolutely, is, but they knew what they were making. It is still one of my favorite fucking comedies of all time i it's, it's just well written it's, it's well written it's it's the it rides the edge of like mm-hmm. uh is this is this appropriate is this correct is this problematic and then it takes a step over and it just rides on the other side of that line the entire movie like i have a hard time because mrs brian gets really really upset with the movie i was like yeah cool understandable i get why and then mm-hmm. at one point i'm just like but they hired a white guy to not do blackface, but do like pigment staining to play a black man. And like, it's just ridiculous enough to what it could have been true in 2009. And then well, fast forward. Well, not just forward, that. They were, also, they fast, were making fun of the, the 
entire war movies of the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, what they did. That, that was the general concept of the film. I'm talking yeah. about the deep cuts in. I, yeah, now, yeah. fast forward from 2008, 2009, when Robert Downey Jr. was fucking robbed of his goddamn Oscar for supporting actor, which would have been the first supporting actor win for a, a comedy. comedy ever. And I think you should have gotten it. However, you fast forward to where you have Scarlett Johansson saying that she can play an Asian man. She can do anything because she's an actor. You're like, nope, okay, no, 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 that's, I think that is too far. That is the step that's actually too far. Not Robert Downey Jr. playing a dude, thinks he's a dude, yeah, pretending to be another so, dude, so, and you, you're the type of dude, don't know what type of dude he is. And that. But I think, I think, I think context matters here, right? Like, what Scarlett Joh- oh, yeah. Johansson said was just dumb. Yeah. Um, what the, the entire purpose of Tropic Thunder <laughs> was to show that this is the shit that they did in the 60s and 70s and today to film the movies yeah but i mean to to a lesser extent today well no i mean that was the like thing. 2021 but it still happened in 2009 as well oh yeah and that so was the thing like, it was a modern film it wasn't like yeah. showing like the 1970s interpretation and they knew what exactly happened. what they were doing like yeah. when they promoted the film they talked through this and they're like yeah this is what people did like we are making fun of this entire war kind of movie scene so People can take that and say, you know, out of context, this dude was doing blackface. No, this this was a a, a societal statement is what happened think, in that movie. I, I don't even think I think you are giving it uh, a spin that doesn't even need to have, honestly. Because no, like, no, making fun not, of I'm like not, I'm not giving it a spin. I'm just saying that's what that was the purpose of that character. Oh. Like he Robert Downey Jr. is not an idiot. He's not going to oh, go no. and do blackface for shits and giggles, right? No. Like, <laughs> uh, well, hold on. He's uh, here's the deal. Robert Downey Jr. love-hate relationship with his acting career because he holds a very special title of, like I've already stated, one of my favorite films of all time in Tropic Thunder. He also holds the title of the only film I have ever fucking paid to see in a movie theater and walked out of (laughs) because it was so horrendously bad. It was a goddamn... You know what? Greg Abbott and his fucking people should have fucking stopped this film from happening rather than worrying about what's going on in women's bodies because this piece of shit fucking flopped out of the goddamn screen and into my lap in a movie theater and I was angry. I was fucking shaking What mad. movie was this? Dr. Doolittle, okay? It oh came, my, why did you go see this? Because a couple things. One... Did you take the kid? Fuck no, we didn't take the kid. I... Went and got drunk. You before you, you we chose the, this movie. Well, one we had. Okay, so here's something you may not fully understand, but we had gone a long time without having a night without a child, uh-huh. and we were thriving. We're just craving that sense of normalcy. We're like, we want to go to the movies. Doctor Doolittle, and we're like, what fucking garbage is out right now? Okay. Dr. Doolittle looks like that's the best piece of shit out here. Oh my god. So we got shit house that BJ's uh in the parking lot of the movie theater, walked into the movie theater, and I had two bottles of whiskey in my Brian, pocket. Brian pre-gamed. I pre-gamed like a motherfucker. I brought whiskey. Not, not, he didn't he didn't go next door to the Buffalo Wild Wings. No, 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 sir. He sat in the back of his car. No, it didn't with do his wife that. No, 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 no. The BJ's brew house in the parking lot. Not a oh. fucking no, you asshole. He thought I was drinking in my car in the parking lot. That's what I, only, I, I only, you were 
doing? I only do that when I'm when I'm training for Guinness 5Ks. That's the only time I drink in the parking lot. Uh, no, we went to the BJ's Brew House. I got shit housed, and then I carried okay, fair enough. BJ's two, is great. Two bottles of Jack Daniels, the little airline bottles of, mm-hmm. of Jack in my pocket. Well, now they ban them on airlines. Can't call them that anymore. Oh fuck! I guess we call them stewardesses. No, no, we just. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Different cough syrup. Cough syrup. Uh, additives, fuel additives for my body, because they're about the same size, right? Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. so brought those into my pocket and dumped both of them into my king size icy that I got. We bought concession stand food, Frank. We went to the fucking snack bar and got snacks for this piece of shit that we saw. I'm not even gonna call it an abortion because I feel like that's giving like fetuses too much credit at the like it's uh, those things are those are people this piece of shit was literally a fucking peanut stuck in a turd it was so bad uh to the point where uh, i should also point out wasn't opening we it might have been opening weekend i think it was opening weekend for this movie the theater was fairly full obviously pre-pandemic um and it was just it was such a bad fucking experience. I didn't even ask for my money back. One, because I was pretty drunk and really didn't want to have that slur fest with the fucking teenage manager at the AMC in Denton. But I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's just get the hell out of here. We got out, and I've been using, I used, the, used to use the AMC app so, to purchase tickets ahead of time. Yeah, because we can, cause you got the points. You get points, and we can reserve our seats ahead of time. Is a whole thing. So the app always asks you after the runtime of your film has passed, you know, it says like, hey, leave a review, uh, a rating and review on this film for others to see. I got that, Frank. I was already at home. I had changed clothes and I was watching like some shit on Netflix with the wife Mm -hmm. when I got the pop up like, hey, what did you think of Dr. Doolittle? And I wasted no time to leave that motherfucker a half star review and a full a half star rating and a full ass written review of how terrible the first twelve minutes of the movie were. Uh, it was bad. It was so fucking <laughs> bad. That was, is really funny. Yeah. So I I have I have walked out of several several movies mainly because I have gotten I don't know how to put it. I have gotten convinced to go retry uh, scary movies, and 90% of the time I don't make it through them. So mm. um, if anybody ever invites me to a scary movie, I'll do thrillers, but as soon as it goes to the horror genre, yeah, no thanks. Um, a, good, a good thriller, like, I can do. Double Jeopardy. You know, I don't think you, uh, that doesn't mean what you think it means, Michael. <laughs> yeah. um, I hit her uh, with, on company property with company property. Double jeopardy. Okay, wait one second. Right? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I saw that the other day. <laughs> as soon as he hits Meredith, right? He's, he's, he's talking so happily to the camera. Hits Meredith, KOs her, and he just stops and he goes, looks at the camera like oh my god <laughs> what just happened that 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 episode never fails to crack me up because then he puts his fucking foot in a toaster oven <laughs> he tries to become 
<clears throat> the actual victim here. Oh no, that was before. That was a different episode. But he does try. Well, it. No, sorry, that was the rabies one, right? He's yes, that's where he said the other reason they knew she had rabies is because I hit her and she went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I kind of saved Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. That's I so funny. Okay, so we got off on a on a tangent, and I'm going to bring us back to the tangent. Watch how we do this. Going yeah. to the movies ha- is a fun experience. The only times that I, I, I will say uh, horror movies are a little bit uncomfortable at times. Um, the Purge series, I watched three of those films in theaters. That was a little sketch mm-hmm. and creepy. Nothing was quite as creepy as we had bought tickets opening weekend to see... Uh, an IMAX movie. This is the first time I had seen an IMAX film um, that was like a major release that wasn't like a planetarium fucking film. Uh, and mm-hmm. it was The Dark Knight, right? One of the Dark Knight films. Whichever the Dark Knight film was that the guy shot up the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado. And uh, it was the next day that we went to yep. see this movie. I will it's say... It's uh, Batman uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, it was. that was creepy. It was it mm-hmm. was creepy because we knew exactly what scene that he walked into the theater and started shooting people in. Ooh, no thanks. And when that scene popped up on on screen, everybody in that theater got really uncomfortable. It was like yeah. it was one of those like shared experiences before a fucking global pandemic that everybody in that theater knew where they were, knew what was going on, and mm. it was it was just weird. Kind of like going to a fucking protest and getting shot. Right? Oh, I thought we were talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. We brought it right back. See what I did there? Good Lord. I mean, that was a... <laughs> Long wow. walk. Um, yeah, no. So, so I'm sorry. Um, I said getting shot. Yeah. Getting murdered by Kyle Rittenhouse. I'll getting say murdered. that. Um, so, I, I, you know, I've that, that whole thing is just so fucked up. Like, the dude traveled with a gun to a protest. He's now claiming that he was defending his town... And then got on um, on the witness stand today and started trying to cry, failed miserably. Dude, if you're going to um, be on a nationally televised trial like that, you better get a fucking acting coach who knows what they're doing. Because- yeah. Also, what is this judge doing? Like this oh. judge is 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 this his audition to be Judge Judy? Is that what we're doing here? So if it's interesting, you bring that up because I brought up. Uh, the judge in the OJ Simpson trial to tonight, actually, while I was talking to Mrs. Bryant. Yeah, but he wasn't even this bad. Well, he, if you, if you remember, um, I mean, I guess the trial did go like 90 days. So it's and, a little bit different. And he drug it out as long as possible, allowing mm-hmm. cameras in the, in the courtroom with his audition tape, like his like headshots. Wasn't he and the one who pretty much suggested that they go to the OJ house? Yeah. Like he was they like, took him on a fucking yeah, we tour. can do a field trip out there. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Took on a fucking a guided uh, murder tour of where two people were killed at the hands of a the fucking Heisman Trophy winner. He was like on tour. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, no. so- the fucking judge in the Rittenhouse uh, murder trial uh, w- refused to uh, let the victims be called fucking victims. Mm-hmm. Um, wild. Wild how that fucking works. Uh, he also, uh, his cell phone started ringing today in court. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Wait, but, but it was Rittenhouse's like, did? No, no, the judge's cell phone did. Oh, my word. And it was like, God bless the USA was his ringtone. Uh, oh, God damn it. And then he, uh, uh, the defense attorney threatened to like, file a mistrial uh, or grounds for mistrial because the prosecutor 
brought up what Rittenhouse said or mo- more importantly didn't say after he was arrested or after he was, you know, after they found out who who shot people. He didn't say anything to the police and refused to talk to the police. So when the prosecutor brought that up today, the judge was like, woohoo, that was off the table. We weren't supposed to bring that up in trial. Sent all the jurors out. And then uh, they they had the discussion about, should this be considered a mistrial? The fucking defense attorney filed a motion for mistrial with prejudice. So what that means oh. is it is it, it basically wipe the slate clean, written house, you go home, and you can't be tried for murder again. Which is, uh, nah, that's not how shit works. That's that's not how we do it. Also, like you you did you lightly graze over the fact that, that you called him this dude. He's a fucking child. He's a seventeen year old mm-hmm. man boy uh, with a gun that he transported from his home in Illinois to Wisconsin, like or uh, Indiana, one of the I states. Doesn't matter. Uh, he's yeah. He, I mean, it, no, he came from Illinois, but he like that's unbelievable. Like the the the. I haven't watched any of this trial. I don't have time to watch it. All I've seen is the highlights, right? Like every end of every day, they do like a little 10 minute YouTube. This is what happened. Yeah. And the only reason I knew about what happened today is because it was all over everywhere. People were like, look at this motherfucker pretending to cry. And like always happens here, you know, the conservative, uh, (laughs) It's funny. <laughs> one of uh, one of the people I know, he calls them the uh, the red, white, and blue dildos up the ass people. Ah, yeah, they're yeah. the ones who first come, and they're like, "Look, look at him. He has PTSD." And da da da. And it's like, dude, have you ever seen a teenager, eighteen year old, whatever, yeah. fake emotion? Like that's about as good as you're gonna get. Like. Yeah. The dude is a psychopath. So I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope that he's going to get found guilty on this shit. Um, no, that's the, the dude literally went into a crowd and it's just going to encourage more people to do it. He went into a crowd, shot people, and it is his word against dead people. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Like, I don't, I don't the, the only thing the dead people have is their prior criminal convictions. And they don't get to say what happened. They don't get to tell their side of the story. It's fucked up. I it, It's f- so fucking annoying that, like, the writing is on the wall for this f- piece of shit to either walk free or a literal slap on the wrist as being yeah, the worst thing. and that's going to happen, and then he's going to run for some bullshit office. Dumbasses um, in, one, in one part of the state are going to vote for him outright, and... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's going to be the next Matt Gates. It's going to be great. Everybody's going to enjoy that. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good job, everybody. We won. Yay. Mission accomplished. That's what it is. Uh, by the way, I brought that up in a, in a project meeting a couple of weeks ago, uh, well before a project was done. Uh, they were like, you know, we also... We need to, you know, we need to get this done. It was like a thirty-minute phone call where everybody was needing, like, lining out the shit that they need to do. And I was like, I'd like to just throw this out there. We get a big ass banner printed from the sign shop. Okay, banner mm-hmm. says "Mission Accomplished," and we all stand in front of it next Thursday. They're like, Yeah, but Friday the uh, actual site launches. It's like, Yeah, exactly. We just, you know, call it a win. 
Don't even give a shit if it works or not. We'll just call it a win. <laughs> I was met with silence. Uh, <laughs> like, did, you, did you buy a banner? Or nah. Did you buy an oversized check? <laughs> yeah, but the check's going <laughs> to cut into the profits. Well worth it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a we need to get a nurse that I can present this to, and then they got a stripper. <laughs> Do they have any rabies doctors? Couldn't find any rabies doctors. Uh, no rabies nurses. Apparently, those don't exist. But. <laughs> We did find, I have seen people hire nurses for an hour or two at a time. <laughs> that sounds good. Do that. <laughs> she shows oh up. Oh, my God. She's the same stripper that they had for fucking Bob Vance's. <laughs> for the bachelor party. Yeah. Bob Vance's bachelor party. I like, Tide. I like the fact that. Tide. I'm... You smell like Tide. <laughs> He's at the bachelor party. Mike gets the first lap dance and he goes, no, no, this is wrong. I'm I'm in a relationship. After he cooked... <laughs> oh, what? It's just too good. After he cooks... That show was so well written. After he cooks the steaks for man meat. You want some of my man meat? I want some of your man meat, Michael. And then fucking Dwight. Ryan looks over and goes, is that the same Foreman grill you grilled your foot on? And he's like, just silence, and then Ryan puts yeah, his steak I back. It. He just says, "I cleaned it." Ryan puts the steak down. Stanley sticks his fork into the steak, and he's like, "Do we not have any knives? No, we don't have any knives, Stanley." Stanley just breaks his fork and goes, "Of course," and he says, "Of course," like just oh fuck it. And the steaks are just ginormous, like ribeyes, like bigger than your fucking face. <laughs> I, on that, a foreman grill. On a foreman grill. Which, by oh the way, God. man, I had a fucking foreman. I had that exact foreman grill, like for the longest. <laughs> yeah, I know time. you did for the longest time because it was yeah, it was in G unit and it was at a White Barn when we lived there. Mm-hmm. This is the damnedest thing. Fell. Like I should have gotten. Oh, man, man, how sweet would it be to get a fucking full size foreman grill like that signed by by fucking the man, the it's myth, Steve Carell, Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah no, that'd be great. I, I mean, that's good. that is a deep cut. One like, of the, joke. the one thing that I would like to steal or be given, either way, um, mm-hmm. from my uh, current employee um, <clears throat> is a Saint Polly Girl Neon because those are those are a thing that exist uh, that I would flip a fucking shit over. Just. Don't you think we can maybe put that up after dinner, babe? We'll talk about it later, babe, but it's already up, so we're just going to leave it here. St. Pauli, the dinner party episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hold on. I was just thinking about the... While you were talking about it, I was looking up what that thing sold for. That St. Pauli girl sign was one of the most bid-on things when The Office did their whole like fan sale. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't find the price, but I remember it, it had like... Over a thousand bids on it. Uh, you know what That's didn't have over a thousand bids? Pam's reception desk, which I really feel like I missed out not buying. And I blame that on you, listeners, because we were trying to start a fucking GoFund Brian page so that we could bid on some office paraphernalia. And all of you, collectively, including those of you who started listening after that episode aired fucking three years ago, all of you let us down. So I hope you feel good about yourselves, listeners. That's us. No beer left behind. The podcast yeah. that shames its fucking faithful listeners. Yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> shame you guys. Buy some shirts or don't. Or don't. Whatever. What? Yeah. What? What opportunities will we miss out on because of yeah. your stinginess? 
pretty much says the same to us anyways. Yeah. Go, f- I'm sorry. Did you need another middle finger to shove in my face? <laughs> All kidding um, aside, okay. uh, rate and review us on your favorite podcast at Five Stars <laughs> Only. Thank you very much. So quick, quick uh, aside here, just for a second. We don't need to go to sock talk, but um, Xavi Hernandez, officially the head coach of Barca. Um, super happy with the move super nervous for pretty much for him because i mean xavi hernandez is probably the greatest midfielder of our generation if not all time um he's gonna get time to do what he needs to do at barca i just really hope he gets enough time to succeed because the dude he's a genius um so We'll see where it goes. Already good news. He's instituted normal rules for players like showing up early for practice and um, <laughs> not going out and partying the night before a game. <laughs> Shit that apparently got done, done away with for whatever fucking reason. Um, like all these news r- releases coming out since he's been hired is like uh, players don't get to do dangerous sports during the season anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck okay, are y'all doing? Uh, yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." So now I see how you go to Liverpool and lose five nothing when you had a four goal advantage. <laughs> like, yeah, no, congratulations. I, I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> so in any case, yeah, it should be Barca's. Hopefully, our worst days are not behind us, but slowly going to be coming to an end here. Because, well, I mean, if there's anything I can tell you uh, as a fan of a team who hired a former fucking amazing player um, who led led them to great things. Um, oh, my God. Just hope that he sticks around for a while, long enough for them to find a better coach. <laughs> this is Lampard, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Frankie, Frankie Lampard was the fucking, literally, there are banners and like yeah, yeah, his yeah. signs are still up at Stamford Bridge and uh, sacked his ass so fucking quick at the beginning of, that was, that was January of this year. Mm-hmm. He got fucking fired. No, I, 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 that's the only reason you won Champions League is because you had the guts to do it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's going to be... So Lampard, to be fair, that was his first gig. Also, well, no, it wasn't because he had, he had done time in the lower leagues. He had been coaching for like two or three years by the time he got called up to Chelsea and okay. had been really, really successful. However, mm, you said something uh, important, which was uh, your, your guy... Very, very intelligent and very, very soccer savvy, and was a and is a good coach. Um, Frankie Lamps was a great player. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't end correctly. He was a great player. That's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> kind of a shit coach who, uh, I don't know, when he got into a screaming match with Marcus Alonso on the pitch in like November of last year. Yeah, that's should, kind of the end of it. Probably should have been a sign. Here's the problem, though. He picked the one, well, one of two guys on the team that if you're going to have a fucking screaming match with, the fans are going to be like, I mean, what did Marcus Alonso do? We don't know the whole story of what happened here because Marcus Alonso fucking killed the lady, so he's already on a kind of a shit list for the world. Uh, also, kind of a hot and cold player. He's not on the team at the moment, right? He is. He's not. He hasn't played in like three months. But it's because Chilwell is playing like a goddamn beast right now. Well, also, I think his his court stuff is holding him back. Like, I think 
because I keep seeing I don't I don't follow Chelsea close enough, but they uh, he, yeah he killed this lady. His, sto- his stories keep popping up on on Reddit as like you know Chelsea is still keeping him off the X he, Y and Z unless he did something else, man. Because he killed that lady in like 2013. Oh, okay. All that shit. That maybe was like, it's not him. Then there's another Chelsea player that's been in the news as of late for might have been raping someone but jesus it's a, christ is a sexual assault yeah well that's good it's okay dude like you're a chelsea fan i'm a vikings fan apparently that's just what our players do okay all right it's the uh fucking did you see dalvin cook's got he's up for uh domestic violence at the moment and like clockwork the dude released a a statement before the story came out and the lawsuit came out he releases a statement and says uh i was the one that was assaulted now obviously i'm not going to choose sides i have no idea what happened but the 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 fact of the matter is is the vikings are already a walking shit show this year like everything in that team is just dysfunctional and total dog shit the coach is about to be fired the fucking <laughs> defensive coordinators of fucking jackass the offensive like if you listen to any vikings talk show it's to the point like do you remember the end of uh uh well i don't yeah it's probably like the end of travis ford's era at oklahoma state i didn't watch basketball okay well fair enough everybody was just shit talking him like it, it wasn't even even people that you know have some sort of relationship with the coach right was like, yeah, maybe the situation isn't the best, you know? And if they're saying that, imagine what the people who like don't give a damn are saying, right? So yeah, this is where Mike Zimmer's at is like even the people who are in his good graces and have some sort of personal relationship, they're like, Yeah, it's probably time to move on. And meanwhile, on the other end of the line, you've got like callers calling in being like, This guy's a piece of shit, and then you just hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. We yeah, got a lot of support over here. Yeah. So okay. the Vikings are a total fucking train wreck, and now Dalvin Cook has all this shit going on. It's a it's a mess. The so whole thing's a mess. Real quick, looked into what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to clarify some things. Callum Hudson Adoy was accused last May of rape. Charges were dropped. Don't know what I I'm gonna say. Charges dropped means he probably did something inappropriate and they just paid this poor person a lot of fucking money. Uh, now Manchester city has a player who is the brother of our goalkeeper. Um, or at least has the same name. Nope. He is not related in any way, shape or form. Never mind. He just has the same last name. Um, who was accused in August of sexual assault. And I say yeah. that he's not related. Pretty sure he's not because um, they refer to this as the Frenchman. And our Mindy is uh, from Angola, Senegal. That's where he's from, Senegal. It's one of those, like, whenever you refer to uh, the nationality of a person, I was like, it's one of the E's, but he's Senegalese. Yeah, right. Am I pronouncing? Am I putting the emphasis? Senegalese. Senegalese. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to say Gaul, but yeah. But it's in the name of the country, Frank. I feel like I have to say it. 
That's why we well, say. Yeah, yeah, you can choose to say Senegalese or Senegalese, whatever makes your. We're Amer- we're Americans, you know. Yeah. So okay, we're not Americans. That's for sure. Damn right. Um, so, um, is that thunderstorm done yet? Oh yeah, yeah, it's done. Okay, I'm resting Good. easy in my cardigan, kicking back and 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 soaking in the the. Not You're about to go a- get get about to go do a whiskey shooter in the car and then come back to the cast. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> as is tradition. Believe, can't believe you thought I was drinking in a movie theater parking lot as an adult. <laughs> Please. Wouldn't, wouldn't put it past you. I wouldn't either. Uh, Honestly, it sounds like a great time. Maybe make some and, and, friends, you know? <laughs> oh, you drinking <laughs> in the car too? No, I'm homeless. All right, cool. That's so funny. So, um, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's kind of funny because this time of the year, uh, everything starts drastically slowing down like i I don't know so i know in other countries people take off the whole month of december pretty much it all shuts down um and that's normal in america we like to play this pretend game that everybody's working throughout the holidays pretty much starting now and i mean you can at any point in time online go look at your messaging system and just compare it to three months ago, right? Just in your head. I'm sure you remember, you know, oh, there's a lot of active people. Um, 3 p.m. today, I opened up Slack. I didn't open it up. I pulled it up because I was trying to Slack someone. And over 70% of the people that I work with had uh, gray dots on their Slack. And it's fine. It's fine. I just think it's funny because... Why pretend? Just give people the time to take the time that they're taking anyways. Yeah. Be transparent. You want to talk about transparency? Just tell me what you're fucking doing. I won't bother you. Bro, okay, so you talk about other countries. Okay, so I try to... Sorry, I know you guys, you have two really busy weeks, Yes, right? And then between those weeks is when you kind of encourage people to take some time. Yeah. Um, And... It's funny because for us, our busy time is kind of before the holidays. Mm -hmm. And then in the holidays, they encourage you to take time, but it's more of like a... We don't want to see your uh, output drop. Yeah, yeah. Like it's And it's like, dude, it's a fucking vacation. Like, fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, so I had to, for the first time in my role, I had to pull the what are you asking of me card? Uh, so we had a, a rollout of uh, our internet platform, which I manage. Like it was an update and there were just, there were a lot more bugs than we're used to. And so I have to then reach out to our developer who operates out of India and mm-hmm. work through any issues, you know, any resolutions and make sure I'm tracking all this stuff. Very busy time for me. I also know that it is the holiday season in India. Like last week was Diwali. And like for our developer, like they, their entire branch in India shuts it's, down. Shuts down for like three for, days. No, no, yeah. they were, they're one like, so they're a really good firm uh, in that they give their people a full like week and a half. Like Ooh, for Diwali. Give, okay. That so is really the nice. full five days celebration plus like three days the week before. So you can, if you need to travel or whatever, because yeah. last year they didn't get like, cool. And I do my best to respect that as much as possible. My, my leadership, my boss, 
comes to me and is like, we need to get this fixed. And I'm like, no, okay, sure, I'll log it. We need to get with them and make sure they get this fixed. And I was like, I, no one's in their office. Like, if I send this. But that's okay. That should happen to me last week, too. You're like, what the fuck do you want me to that do? That exact thing. I had, I, had, I had a person on the account that I manage um, come to me and they're like, yeah, when is this going live? And I go, you picked the wrong week. Like, yeah. just literally, I was like, dude, we have zero resources in India. Like, this is Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, think, and, think, and that's what of, sucks is you have to use that as a refer a point of reference yeah. for people to understand why there is an entire part of the world that is non-responsive. And you're like, yep. just because it doesn't fucking fall in line with what your calendar says a holiday is, bitch. Like you, don't, shut up. Like I, I, I was so pissed, dude. Like this dude kept going, and I go, listen, man, nothing will happen till Monday. Yeah. Nothing, like. You can kiss this week goodbye. We will we will log all your problems. Yeah. We'll make sure they get started to be addressed Sunday night our time. But you are asking for mountains to move if you think someone's going to log on during the festival to deal with your bullshit. Dude, and the, <laughs> the response that I got was like, oh, they have a Seattle office. I go, mm. <clears throat> I don't know how to tell you this. <clears throat> but just because you live in Seattle does not mean you won't celebrate a fucking holiday that you've celebrated your entire life. And mm-hmm. the, the look that I got was a, oh, yeah. Now I guess that makes sense. I was like, what? what I, am I actively trying to not do my job? Or am I telling you, am I setting expectations for what what we're what's going to happen? Like, it's the latter. I don't know how many times you've ever heard me go, now I don't feel like doing that, so I'm going to come up with this bullshit excuse for fucking 30 minutes. No, listen to me and move on. Like, so, But that's the thing, right? Is like, it, it, America, well, okay, so work is global now. Yeah. And, um, I, okay, <clears throat> I personally think having a female boss is the best thing in the world because, like, they don't have the machismo bullshit that that male bosses do. So it's like, if you say, hey, um, and, and some people are lucky to have understanding male bosses. I'm not trying to kind yeah. of like drag men here. I'm, all I'm saying is, is like, in general, if <clears throat> if I say, hey, um, like we just had a newborn and I'm like, hey, I need to go to her doctor's appointment. Um, I feel as though there are some bosses that I've had in the past that would have said, uh, isn't your wife taking her, you know, like yeah. kind of because they know my wife is on maternity leave at the moment. Right. Yeah. But it's, like and the, 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 it boils down to it's my kid. It's not something exactly. that I do for eight hours of the day. You can go fuck off. I'm going to take care of the kid. Exactly. So I think that's the thing that like, I, I, I feel as though, you know, it is transforming but it's not at the pace that I think it should. So it's like, um, specifically with kind of international holidays and whatnot. Holy shit. I think I caught a fly. Mm, nice. No, I, did, I didn't. I'm sorry. Barack Obama I, did. I, I got no, drunk. I'm sorry. It. Okay. <laughs> um, so in any case, um, it, you, you should respect other people's holidays, other people's Fuck traditions. Yeah. Um, and you should not, you should not 
expect that someone's going to move mountains in that scenario, specifically Diwali. Like Diwali is the biggest celebration in India. Yeah. So if, if you honestly think that that week isn't a lost week, but if you're dealing with Indian colleagues, you're just an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> There's no dude. And I will tell you off air what the problem was and you'll fucking be even more enraged. But let me just tell you this was not business critical. Okay. Yeah. And and like, I think it kind of goes without saying that most shit is not mission critical for, you know, like, Oh, we're going to have to close the doors tomorrow if we don't get this code fixed tonight. Like, and that's the problem. People don't understand what that actually means. Yeah. Like it literally means that. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> if this could wait three days and all you are is inconvenience, then fuck you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, and th- that's the deal. The deal. Like, oh, well, they're under contract. I don't give a fuck. I'm under contract to not walk out of here right now, but I'm yeah. very close to doing just that. Like I, I that that part of well, also like they're they're wanting you to put your relationship with them on the line, right? For some bullshit, like okay, if everything shut the bed, then yes, yeah, we go we go have a conversation, and we start in Seattle, and then maybe we transfer to India because they probably have some backup staff there. Yeah, but in no way, shape, or form am I waking their up <clears throat> their asses up for um, the blue on this form that should be magenta. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that's normally the sort of shit that gets asked and you're like, okay, dude, chill the pill, dude, just yeah. fucking chill out. Like this is dumb. <laughs> but you're not going to be able to shush, just hush, just hush. Yeah, no, no. Uh, it, lo- shut your fucking mouth. It's really it. Like <laughs> it's, it's wild how that shit, like, I, I don't know. I never thought I would be at this point in my life. Uh, growing up as a, as a, as a young boy in central Oklahoma, um, getting upset with people, asking people from halfway across the globe to fix some bullshit code so that uh, some bullshit will show up correctly. Like uh, during a major holiday season that I didn't know existed until the office brought it to my into my world. It's sad, but yep. it's that's the truth. If nothing else, on this podcast, we're truthful with one another and about our lives. So it's true. It's where we are. Frank, um, do you have anything else for us this evening? I don't think so, actually. Um, I'm, I'm leaving some food on the table over here with my notes, but uh, my notes got a little, little, little jumbled up. Uh, the more, I yeah, no, I, I don't think I have anything else tonight. All right. Well, um, I am going to pick my music carefully and make sure I don't accidentally play a fucking. Uh, uh, well, I'll get. Oh, wait, artists. I'll give one thing real quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this past weekend was Veterans Day, right? No, it's tomorrow. Sorry, but I mean, the celebrations were this past week. Oh, like yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah, did yeah. the yeah, yeah. sales and whatnot, right? Um, and the 5th of November in um, England. In England is, well, th- th- this past weekend, right? They always did the. Um, they put the poppies on their, on their shirts. Right. Um, and I would encourage everybody to, if you have a chance, um, go listen, there's a busker group, um, 
by the name of, give me just a second here. I'll define buskers while he's looking that up. If you don't know what a busker is, it's a street performer or a band that plays uh, in like a very informal settings in jolly old um, buskers. Uh, some famous ones include the fucking Beatles. You ever heard of them? Um, they started out as a busker band in the streets of Liverpool. Yeah, dang it. Keep talking. Uh, that's all I got. Fuck, I can't go any longer. I can't okay. yes and everything that I, I've just I've just vomited all busker information that I have in my head. I'm sure there's a listener going, well, buskers actually started playing on corn cob instruments and uh, playing with uh, tulip laced uh, violins in the old Dutch Amsterdam England parts of the I don't fucking know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Words. So there's there's. There's a busking group called Fat Bollard, and it's P-H-A-T, Bollard. And they've got a song called Millionaires. Okay, and in the in the song, they they talk through kind of the the current state of economic hardship, inequality, all that stuff. But they do put a line in there that um <clears throat> where they say i'll never wear a poppy and i think i think it's something that americans need to like maybe start learning a little bit about like war is not some glorious thing and war 90 percent of the time don't serve the people that are fighting in that war um and there's there's actually quite a bit of shame um in the process of going to war and and attacking other countries and right like there are much better ways to resolve conflicts. Like that's a very juvenile way to do it. And there's a lot of people who have a contrarian view where, um, you know, wearing the poppy in England is like in support of the troops and the troops who died and whatnot. Um, And these people truly believe that it was just wasted lives and we don't need to celebrate wasted lives. We should, we should mourn them. Right. Um, I find those people to be quite intriguing. Like I, I don't, I, I'm not in a, in a, in a world where I'm like wearing a poppy or putting right. you know, flags on my house, whatever. But um, it is a very, um, I think valid point. Um, and in veterans day, in Memorial day, we always tend to like celebrate these people as heroes and they are heroes for an overall cause but they're more sacrificial lambs to an end point. And we should be ashamed that our government couldn't manage relations, couldn't manage, you know, overall political um, strife, the chess game. Yeah. Right. Um, that it came to the, the most juvenile solution, just go fuck them up. Um, so, cause, cause you wouldn't do that in the schoolyard. No. Right. You wouldn't do that. Uh, shit you wouldn't do that at work you wouldn't be allowed to you'd be fired so it's it's that's kind of these people's points and you should listen to millionaires it's it's a great song here's what i will i will say on on to your point there <clears throat> so twofold one i think what what you find like you and i kind of share this in that yes these people are heroes but there's a bigger picture uh the bigger thing at hand here um, i don't i don't also don't put out flags on my house i think worshiping flags is just as just as problematic as worshiping people. Um, it's not a, not a good thing. Um, and I, sh- I should say land, fl- you know, flags of nations. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's my opinion, whatever. Um, I think where you and I have a problem with that is uh, we see people doing this um, as performative acts. Performative meaning it is just surface level. I'm doing this because I'm showing my pride. When in reality, like you probably have walked by a veteran with their hand outstretched and walked away not asking any further questions, not asking mm-hmm. how can I help, not asking because you've you've got whatever it is, whether you do it consciously or subconsciously, you've probably done that. And that's that's okay. Everybody has done that at some point in time. But then don't go out and say, I support the troops because do you? Anyway, that's that's my point on flags and 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 uh, showing visual like visual whatever the uh, performative acts in general piss me. It's off. all performative, yeah. And, um, and I mean the the other side to that, Frank, and this is where I'm I'm kind of growing. I'm trying to grow in my maturity as well. As I'm with you, like you, it, I find it really difficult to say yes. These people are heroes. When in reality, a lot of people who we're uh, memorializing were very complex people. They had great aspects. They had great attributes. And some of them were also had really shitty attributes and shitty aspects. Yeah, um, they're people, but they're people. They're people. And what I would say to you, if you have conflicts of, of feeling and emotion on days like that, like Memorial day, when you see a lot of performative acts and you're like, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm going to tell like what the real story of what's going on is. What I would say to you as a person who has seen, I know that's not you, Frank. I'm not, I don't want to say that that's you. No, no, no. Um, I mean, I think, I think the answer there is don't. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> but think of it, think of it this way. Those, those two days in particular, uh, Veterans Day and Memorial Day, Veterans Day honoring the, the living uh, veterans who have, have served our country uh, and Memorial Day for the ones who uh, are no longer with us. People say like, who didn't make it home? Fuck that. If you're a veteran, you made it home and then you died. You're still a veteran. You get like Memorial Day is for you. Um, Anyway, all that to say there are 362, 63 other days of the year that you can bring up the problematic issues of our, our government and how it got us to those to the point where we have two only two days where we can sacrifice or we can acknowledge the people who sacrificed their lives, their livelihood and, you know, the rest of their living lives um, mm. for for, quote unquote, our country and take those two days in particular speak your speak your mind speak your you know raise your heroes where 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 necessary um i i said what i did about performative acts but you know what if that's how you uh, you know honor heroes yeah do I it. Mean, just know why if, you're if, doing it I, and, I don't think i don't think it would be performative on veterans day like i think right, if, yeah. if if that's what the day's for yeah um I am more ashamed of, and and it'll segue into something, my last thing that I wanted to just bring up, but I'm more ashamed of the people who, they kind of veteran shield themselves, right, is what I'll call it. Yep. Um, they, they drape themselves in the flag, they support the troops, quote unquote, and because of that, they cannot be questioned about any opinions or actions or whatever. That's just straight, like shameful, and and I'm I'm ashamed when veterans do that as well. Like when they sit back and they go, "I serve for this country. You don't have any right to have X, Y, and Z opinion, et cetera, et cetera. You didn't go to war. Like it's the same thing. So yeah. those are those are two sides of the same coin, and they're they're um 
I don't want to be too harsh, but they're they're yeah. I'll just they're juvenile opinions. I was going to cuss, but I'm not going to. Yeah, so they're you're, you're absolutely correct, and they're my, very uninformed. So uh, I I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast, but I had someone at at my work who I looked up to as a mentor uh, within my industry, and I sought his position and his opinion on business related items as like gospel because it was really really good, and I agreed with it. It uh, turns out he was a big, giant piece of shit. Um, and to your point, he was that type of person who, because he served in the military, that's like, my opinion was garbage, was always wrong, and I needed to shut my fucking mouth and appreciate what I had that he fought for. Mm-hmm. And when that conversation that was going that along those lines, which I was like, okay, all right, drunkie, uh, when he questioned why I didn't uh, join the military when I turned 18... That's when I flipped a shit and I really wanted to beat his ass. Uh, but, you know, I was uh, whatever. When I told my dad about that, my dad's a Vietnam veteran. He's a Marine. He's fucking he's a goddamn whole basket case in and of himself. But when I told him about that, he started laughing and he was like, what did that pussy say? <laughs> I was like, what? He <laughs> was like, this dude, the guy who were talking, you know, the guy at work, I mean, he's like a three. He said three tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. Like. Uh, on paper, yeah, cool. so he's seen some shit. He's seen some shit, yeah. And my dad was like, what that pussy say? He, oh, he said, why didn't you join? What'd you tell him? Did you tell him I come down there and kick his ass? A 73-year-old man whipped the shit out of his... Well, he's probably in the army, wasn't he? I was like, yeah, he was. And he's like, yeah, fucking bastard. Like, literally, like, when Vietnam veterans are like, you need to shut the fuck up. That's a pretty good... I mean, like... Yeah, you want to listen. But, to I mean, your also, elders. also, like, it's it, it would be the equivalent. Well, there's, there's actually, there's a good, there's a good beer equivalent of it. It's like if a brewer told you you don't get to judge beer or talk about it or tell me what's in it, right? What you taste from it because you didn't brew it. It's like okay, you talking about chalk so we brewing? Just all sit around the table and just say thank you. Like I don't understand. Are thank the you, only sir, people that should be able this. to say anything about beer, vote on beer, do anything are brewers. So uh, therefore, we have a very select committee here in this country that gets to opine. Yeah. Um, Everybody else drink it and shut the fuck up. Yeah. So I mean, it would make marketing a lot easier, honestly. Yeah. Drink this. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> So, but that's his opinion, right? Like, and if yeah. you if you play it back to these people like that, they get infuriated because they've been doing this for so long yep. that they now have to think about all the times they lost people. Well, when hey, honestly, it's how the military works. You listen to what your supervisor says and you shut the yeah, fuck yeah. up and do it. I, that's but why that, it's that's necessary in that environment. Well, I guess yeah, shitty environments that are fucking that breed toxicity and yeah. breed fucking like human shields. Which, yeah. thank you for your service, veterans. Tomorrow's a great day. So, but okay, one last thing that yes. I wanted to transition to based on this is um, there is a severe reckoning that needs to happen um, within liberalism in general. And um, I encourage everybody, there was a very, very good editorial in the New York Times uh, yesterday that actually ended up getting uh visualized i guess it's on video as well uh, um in on youtube and um the the research well the reporter 
um, did some very extensive research with a University of Washington professor um, who is a political science guru. Um, and they were trying to figure out what actually is stopping progressive policies from advancing. Yeah. Um, not in America in general, because you'll always hear the blame game being that the Republicans are doing it. Um, but specifically in micro like fiefdoms like California and Washington and uh, Massachusetts and whatnot. And essentially liberals need to start living what they preach. Um, And I see it here in Austin all the time. Uh, There's a lot of people who claim to care about certain issues and claim to care about certain funding and whatnot. And as soon as the bill comes up, as soon as the bond package comes due, they vote against it. And um, it, it, that's shameful. Uh, that is, again, to to take it back to the veterans, that's performative. That doesn't matter. Um, if you're not willing to, as a person with means, vote to support liberal values, then you don't matter. Um, you, you can essentially go to the Republican Party and we would have the same country. Yep. Um, it it is not good enough to be performative. It is not good enough simply to show up to marches. Um, it is time to live your values. And yes, your values, if you're an upper class slash lower wealthy liberal individual will mean that you pay more in taxes. It will mean that you have less money in your pocket. And if you truly mean what you say, that shouldn't matter to you. Right. Um, and it's infuriating whenever these conversations come up that, yes, we should have schooling. Yes, we should have affordable housing. It always comes down to not in my backyard. And liberals are completely fucked when it comes to that argument because they always do it. Yep. So did you did you it, see that um, the housing issue that was happening in, or the housing issue that's happening all across Texas, but in particular in Austin? where vice went down and talked to like two liberal activists and they were like, uh, basically exactly what you said. Like we're all for housing and like finding homes for people and creating affordable housing options. But like when I have to clean up human shit every day, it makes it really difficult. And you're like, okay, I get it. I've, I've had to clean up human shit before. It's, it's traumatic. It is a traumatizing experience. You'll never forget it. Never. You never forget your first time, and you remember every fucking time after. You just that. hope it's your only time. Yeah, you. Yeah, but you know it's not. Like if you, especially if you work in retail, you know you're gonna clean up some shit. Yeah. You just hope it's not with your mouth, and that's what you really have to do. <laughs> you're just catching shit all day anyway. Anyway, but they said this, and I was like, "Oh, you fucks! Like this is exactly that's what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, okay, not my backyard." whose backyard then? Cause it can't be made up lands backyard. If you're going to say this, you need to fucking do it. And if you're going to complain about it, you need to fucking find a solution for it. That's not just say no to everybody about this issue and move on to the next one. That yeah, doesn't and it's, directly affect it, you. It's infuriating because when you look at the issues, specifically housing, um, people get worked up over, the, the odd, like it's not odd, but it's you know, the problem's there, you know, the solution is simple, yep, but you vote against it because 
it takes something away from you. Or you think and, it does or will. And how do you think liberal America comes about without taking something? Yeah. Um, I think that's the part that I just, I'm shocked. Not shocked, but like really disappointed in the number of people who think in some capacity you're going to house the homeless, you're going to do universal health care, you're going to do free college, you're going to do free community college, do infrastructure, and they will have the same amount of money in their bank tomorrow as they have today. Exactly. Um, it's not how it works. You can't you can't pay people living wages and then bitch and complain because fucking the price of one commodity fucking goes up. Yeah, and you know, like it's time. So today the inflation report came out. Everybody lost their shit. Um, go look at the breakdown. Ninety percent of that six percent increase used cars. Yeah. Okay. Guess why no one else on Wall Street is freaking out, and it's just the media fucking thing. Used cars. Are you in the market for a used car, Brian? Not at the moment. I'm good. Nope. <laughs> Neither is Frank. So, um, yes, grocery prices went up a little bit, um, but six point two percent. A is it is it big? Yes. Is it year over year? Yes. Did we contract last year? Also, yes. Yeah, I was gonna say so, last year was a fucking bit of an anomaly, and we all yeah, have to fucking so, kind of so, make up for it. Stop letting these people send you on these trips, A, and B, start voting with principle. Like, stop this bullshit where, I mean, here in Austin, it used to be that PTAs could personally pretty much fund local schools. Okay. Which I, bullshit. I was gonna Total say, bullshit. Like just, just that statement alone makes my fucking blood boil because people hear that and they're like, we don't fucking need any money for schools. Then the, the well, women, not, ju not just it. that, not just that we can now build our own little private school for our kids oh, yeah. that we can have these parties for and fundraisers for, and you know, these wealthy parents can just group their money together and put it into a public school instead of paying the actual tuition for a private school. So, they did away with that. The The city of Austin had an election and said, you can no longer pool PTA funds. PTA funds go to the district and then get redistributed. Mm. You can no longer personally fund um, uh, faculty positions. Um, oh, is that why there's a bunch of Austin ISD vans up here in Highland Park and in probably. different parts of Dallas that have absolutely skirted that law for decades because of yeah. that? Most likely. And the the personally funding faculty, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I know everybody wants what's best for their kids. I want what's best for my kid. But I'm not going to do it at the behest of trampling over other people. And if you think for a second I'm going to throw in money to personally fund a, a, a teacher in a district, no. I'm going to go petition the school board and go petition – the superintendent, et cetera. And if I don't get the position funded, right, then it might be time to switch school districts. Or vote um, those uh, fucking school board members the fuck or out. Or vote for the school board. Like, all these parents are trying to create little Harvards in their public school systems, and it's sickening. It's not That's not how public schools work. It is total, total financial segregation is what you're doing and just stop trying to make up i'm just trying to look out for what's best for my kid no you're not because you keep voting against 
all of these other proposals yep. that would increase your property taxes. Instead, what you're doing is you're going to parties and raising money with a PTA and then funding something. Yep. Um, I mean, Dude, disgusting behavior. Uh, the argument that Ted Cruz has been getting into lately with Pete Buttigieg regarding uh, highways, divide, like have, providing racial divides within cities and like mm -hmm. has been happening for decades. I've, I've been thinking about that and, like, while yes, it is very true that highway systems, uh, city and state highway systems and interstate systems, uh, bisect cities like in the same way that red lines did, uh, when district you know, redistricting happened in the 60s and 70s, yes, those follow the same lines. Um, now with, with some gentle gentrification and uh, a gent like a gentle assimilation. Uh, these neighborhoods, while they may not be divided by color uh, of skin anymore, they're definitely still divided by green. The amount of green which you have and the which and, and that you don't. Yep. And and within those pockets where there is not as much green, uh, your financial divide that you're talking about, or your financial segregation that you're talking about, is painfully obvious when you look at food deserts that are then created in those pockets of low like low low income neighborhoods. Well, you're not only just talking about food deserts. You're talking about uh, life expectancy. You're talking about um, health outcomes. I mean, if if you're if you're in an area that's mostly concrete, it is much more common to find obese people. It is much more common to find people with skin cancer. Mm -hmm. Much more common. So you are literally committing people to a life of poverty and painful death. Um, to an extent, it's obviously not all of them, so we don't need to like make that Sweeping broad of a statement. But, yeah. but um, a certain percentage of those people will simply base base their entire future off of the fact that they grew up in a place that had no trees, had no uh, uh, grass to to play on, etc. So um, there's a there's a lot to solve here, but the solutions don't come by voting against the values that you pretend to uphold and the votes never take place at the election level. They take place at the city council level. They take place at the school board level, all that shit. That's what matters. Yep. And liberals have failed their principles at that level. And it's not national news because they're very performative at every other level. Yep. So if you are a liberal, now, if you're a conservative, you guys are actually doing pretty good. You just refuse to do shit. Um, yeah, keep but up if, the great work of being a fucking <laughs> pain in everyone's ass. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, you're just bold enough to say it, but apparently there's an, enough liberals doing that. I get wet for my husband because he... It. I get wet for my husband because he's a big pain in my ass. Just, I uh, just love it. I serve him. He's the fucking. He's my king, and I will suck it until it's dry because that's the way Jesus, the gun-toting fucking president, uh, Jesus was AR-15. Jesus is. Oh, I lick it harder than a than a banana clip in an AR-15. Just love it, lube it up, and jam it home. Okay, so hey, quick, quick thing. We should we should head out, but I've got yes. one last thing. Um. So, okay. I know Willem said this three months ago, if not longer. This new SNL oh. 
not just new cast, like the last two to three years has been incredible, but this new cast is fucking phenomenal. Do you remember that guy that uh, uh, walks, he walked down the street in LA and did a Trump impression and just nailed it? Oh, the guy who they had on last weekend who creeped he's everybody still, out? No, he's he, he's a total, like, he's, he's a cast a, member. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But last weekend was his first cold opening as Trump. And it's so fucking good. It was scary because <laughs> it's like when you hear it, you're like, oh, cool. You think like that you hear jokes like, oh, you have to have fucking brain trauma to follow this train of thought. And you look at this guy and you're like, oh, my God, the only way that you can hit this level of acting is if you actually hit yourself in the head with a ball peen hammer and then go out and do a Trump impression. So he, hold on. So he, he does, what Brian is referring to, he goes. So he does Trump, right? And he talks and talks, and then he goes, word bank. And then they put up a word bank next to him. Word bank. And, yeah. and he goes... He hits he, like six like or seven totally words. Totally unrelated. Yeah. Like, totally unrelated, okay? It could be like pizza, popcorn, SUVs, climate change, Green Party or something. And then it's like... He, hits, he will whistle his way through. He may all hit two or three word in a, bank words. He may hit two or three in a sentence. Yep. Take three minutes to get to the last one, and then just run the gamut on the last bit. If they were smart, they would turn that into a fucking door the explorer map, okay? Mm-hmm. And let him go around a Dora map and pick up all the all the words along the way, and then have boots come in. Or try to fire or a swiper come in and fucking try to swipe all the words at the end, and then he throws a <laughs> swiper no swiping, swiper no swiping, swiper no swiping, and then he goes away and then goes back to this fucking word bank. If they were smart, that's what they would do. I would love that. It would be great. I'm just saying the word bank thing caught me off guard, and I laughed so they hard. They went back that. to it twice. When he said, "When he said, yeah, he did, he, yeah, he did three word banks. Yeah, he went through like 21 completely unrelated words, and then hit every single one of them in a way that didn't make sense, but made sense in the he, right way. Because we all have seen Trump, yes. so you're like, this is totally him. Yeah, I mean, dude, like it was scary when it comes to perfect impressions. I don't think you can get more perfect. And it's not it's not just it's not mannerisms. The voice. It's everything. Oh, well, and that's the other thing. He doesn't really look like Trump. No, he his doesn't. fucking impression, his mannerisms, his the way he holds his mouth, the way he uses the way his he words. pauses, the way he finishes a sentence, the way he finishes some words. Like it's Here's the deal. Perfect. As a person who has loved impressions my entire life. Like people think Frank Caliendo People think uh, the other skinny dude uh, who fucking did a bunch of impressions. Not John Madden. Not John Madden. <laughs> no, but you think of all these people and really like the art to impressionism is finding a word or a phrase that this famous person does and then over and hone, over and hone over. into it, nail that, weave that in and out of your of your shtick and then maybe pepper in a few other like catchphrases or fucking and, and then be terms. kind of decent at the accent. Like, yeah. be kind of decent at it. You looking at me? Are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? You? How many fucking people do you know who like, go do a Bobby De Niro impression? You fucking, they're all suck. They all suck ass because they maybe do they do one ass. word that's great. Frank Caliendo, obviously he's fucking good at what he does, but 
hone into what how he comes up with an impression and it's literally a word a couple of phrases and then facial yeah. facial expressions and then that then he's done but he's he's pretty decent oh he's no he's like, great he's, he's, in that world before this dude showed up he uh, was pretty good but here's the deal yeah when you run into people like this guy where you're like oh this is beyond i could hand him a fucking instruction guide to how to set up an ikea table and he would be able to read it as if donald trump was trying to put together mm-hmm. an ikea table like a complete improv fucking impress impersonation is incredibly difficult it's incredibly difficult to yes and with mannerisms with pauses with words with facial expressions you it it's fucking scary and he nails it it's like, scary as fuck yeah so in any case definitely go watch the new season so snl has gone really hard on the youtube world i was gonna say you say the last two or three years but i honestly couldn't tell you what happened before two or three years ago because i wasn't inundated with tons of snl youtube videos on sunday morning before three years ago but they do a good job of because they know people don't like the amount of ads in between right So and I, that's the reason most people don't watch SNL is because there's so many ads. I'm not 13, so I don't give a fuck about the musical performance that's happening. Exactly. I would just rather let me listen to your record than see you Let's try see to skits. weirdly so, gyrate so, on stage with your fucking band that's also not playing instruments. And hey, not to oversell it, this last weekend had Jason Sudeikis on. Fucking phenomenal. He plays a version of Jason Sudeikis where a devil and a Angel. Jesus or an angel's on his shoulder uh-huh. and that old shtick. Okay. This one though is just epic. It's so funny. So definitely. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll back up Willem's claim. Um, Six months later, you support your brother. No, I mean, Congratulations. I'm just he'll feel it. good. He'll feel good about that. Frank. It's the moral victory that he got. <laughs> I've been slowly, but surely getting into it. And then, honestly this season has just been really good and it's only two weeks in um so you can you can pretty easily kind of catch up with the new cast members and yeah so all right all right i'm trying i'm I'm gonna kill this fucking fly before the end karate kid we're gonna call him karate kid from now on don't do that that's that's i don't like i can't be associated within 500 feet of kids (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> Not even the word. <laughs> if I, if I don't know why says, I said that. <laughs> if something says "kid" in the ma- in the mail, I I just burn. I can't even I can't even wear a Jason Kit jersey anymore. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's two D's. Two D's. That was okay. the problem. <laughs> oh my god! God damn! It. I don't. You know what? I'm just gonna thank you for listening to this episode of No Girl Left Behind. Please. Uh, go to your favorite podcast app uh, leave us a rating and a review five stars whatever the highest uh, rating that you can give us we appreciate it um, I had a blast tonight Frank this is a fun one uh, I was really truly gonna do we were gonna do like 50 minutes was my goal um, we were an hour past that I had a blast tonight Frank thank you for hopping on with me uh, ladies and gentlemen until next time I'm out yep totally second that agreed Brian uh, for those people out there into basketball blow up the Timberwolves. I'm out.